What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's MJ. Hope everybody's having a uh, fantabulous fucking Thursday. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have to cover what's going on with me. Okay, so what's going on with me? Um, I am like, I feel like I'm, I haven't been on social media a lot lately, and that's just because I've been writing. And it's because if I get on social media while I'm writing, I'll end up telling you guys everything about the fucking book. Right. <laughs> before anything comes out. So I will tell you, I just got the cover for it and uh, for this new book I'm working on. And uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I love it. Stevie saw it. Um, it's, yeah, and I'm excited. And in about a week or so, um, I should be able to tell you guys a little bit more about what I'm going to be doing. And it's going to be epic. It's going to be great, huh? I said it's going to be epic. And it's going to be epic. And on June 23rd, which is in just a few days, my merch is going to be dropping. So make sure you keep an eye on my Facebook page for that. Um, have I read anything recently? Um, I'm currently reading... I'm currently reading um, Falling for the Villain by uh, M. Robinson and RDV. So I'm starting that. I, I literally just got the arc. So I'm going to be starting it when we get off the podcast. I'll let you guys know how that goes. But they're going to be on with us. Monday. Monday. So Episode gonna, releases on Tuesday. Episode releases on Tuesday, which is going to be super fun. Um I don't think I've, I think, I don't think I've read anything new, new since talking to you guys. So yeah, that's it for me. Stevie, what's going on in the book world? So I read a new book called No Chance by Lisa Suzanne, which comes out very soon. I can tell you the date, June 24th, which is on next Thursday, which is a week from today. It is phenomenal. If you are a fan of her Capital Kingsman series, which is a spinoff of Veil and my favorite band um it's phenomenal I finished it in a day there's just she just continues to surprise me with that one um forever after all by Kaylee Ryan comes out on Tuesday which is June 22nd um that's really it for me I think I haven't read much except for my arcs and those are it all right so Am I good to read the intro for the author that we're about to have on? Yes, you can. Okay, so. <clears throat> Hold up, first of all, I don't, I, I don't want to mess up her last name. I'm so excited for this I person. Up, I don't want to mess up her last name. Jill Bankston. Jay Bankston. Bankston, Bankston okay. Jay Bankston is the best-selling author of the Cake series. She writes contemporary contemporary novels focused on love, humor, passion, and family. Her heroines are strong, nurturing, and quirky, while her heroes are what dreams are made of, gorgeous, committed, and in, a need, and in need of a little saving. A native Californian, Jill's novels are set under the glittering lights of the West Coast entertainment industry. They are for the dreamer in all of us. Jill resides in Ventura County, California. She's married to the Swedish boy she met as an exchange student her junior year in college and they have three children a golden retriever and two ragdoll cats without further ado let's go on over and talk to jill today's episode is brought to you by amio amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in europe and north america effortless 
Just enter your travel details and Amia will magically give you all the trains, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to Amio.com, use the code LISTENER5 at checkout, valid until the 30th of June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Amio plan, book, and love the journeys. Terms and conditions may apply. Thank you so much for joining us, Jay Bankson, to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. We are so excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here. How are you? How's the weather where you're at? Uh, actually, it's beautiful. We're in Southern California, and it's okay. um, it's actually pretty warm. For the, We usually have around 80 degrees, but right now it's close to 90. Oh, so it's been nice. I'm you know? jelly. I want to live, yeah. live on the West Coast so bad. <laughs> over there east coast people are built different yeah (laughs) (laughs) telling you i just feel like like over sitting on the sunset watching the sunset (laughs) yes okay this is my stereotypes in my head right this is the stereotype in my head is that midwesterners like just like no personality they are just there they're like they're you they're who i imagine human beings are they just are human, right? And then like West Coast people, I just feel like West Coast people are so much nicer. I just genuinely do. Because on the I East think Coast- Mid Coast, I think the Midwest people are nicer. I don't know. All I know is that East Coast people are mean. <laughs> I mean, rude as shit. <laughs> I've met some awesome people there. But- <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I am from the East Coast. So I can yeah. Well, but- I went to uh, Audible when I was in um, New York. I went to Audible, and they were the nicest people there. I was like, I want to move to New New Jersey right now. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I one time went to New York and got a milkshake spilled on me on purpose. I was like, I was like, I swear to God, I was like sixteen, and it was because I was I okay. In my defense, I did jaywalk, but <laughs> I was like sixteen. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I'd never been to New York before. <laughs> it was just not a good time. Not a good time. Anywho. We're going to jump right into questions with you. I'm going to let Stevie go ahead and take it and uh, she'll go from there and then I'll pick up on the writing portion of it. All right. I get to ask all the questions because I've read this entire series. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to start with Cake since it is the first book and this is Casey and Jake's story. Casey's like my spirit animal, I think. Yeah. I definitely do not act like a Casey, but I she is my spirit animal. She's where um, we all want to be. Yeah. Exactly. So what was your, who or what was your inspiration for Jake and Casey's characters? Well, actually, um, my son and I, just before he went away to college, we were watching, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Friday Night Lights. And man, we loved this. So we watched the entire thing. And I loved the relationship between Tim Riggins and Layla Garrity and so it was like I just loved it so much that I was you know everything that they did I I would rewind everything and so when I was making Casey Casey, I wanted that kind of relationship that fun you know um, teasing type relationship um, between them and that's kind of where my inspiration came from. BRB gonna go like Riggins? No Friday Night Lights is her favorite show ever. Is that your favorite? I swear to God, Tim Riggins is the, is my husband. Has oh, been, will yeah. always be. 
I'm telling you, and listen, anytime, oh gosh, I forgot his name. Crap. Hold on, let me Google it. Uh, Taylor Kish. Taylor Kish. Anytime he's in a movie, I don't give a shit what the movie is. I'm like, let's watch this. Let's yeah, watch he's this. Never, he's never as hot as he was in um bet, 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 bet. The worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life, but I'm telling you right now, he is so hot in this movie. It's called <laughs> it's called The Covenant. Have you ever seen it? Yes, I have. That's when he was younger, right? Oh my God, so hot. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was was way younger than that. Oh, so hot. (laughs) I love him. I love him so much. But yes, I also very enjoy, very much so enjoy the relationship between those two. They break my heart into a million pieces every single time. I Mm -hmm. love Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is my jam. Then you might like uh, (laughs) it. I told you. my jam it's like my jam and my jelly i can re-watch those every single day of my life i'll never forgive netflix for taking that shit off i'll yeah. never forgive them for that <laughs> ever all right moving forward sorry so jake was went through some really traumatic events as a child um i don't want to give too much away to readers who haven't read this book yet um what where was your inspiration for that because there jake went through some really dark yeah and you know it's not a it's not a mystery because i basically let people know in the blurb what has happened so um but what happened was when you know i'd never written a book before in my my life and i had read a bad rock star romance and i went to bed that night and i was just mad because i was like i wanted it to go the way i've always been the kind of person and you probably are like that you read a book and you want it to end the way you want it to end yeah and you could never find i just felt like i spent my whole life searching for the perfect book for me and so I had found this book and I really liked the beginning of it. And then it started getting worse. And by the end, I was just pissed. <laughs> I'm like, I want, I want my story to go the way I want it to go. And so that whole night I couldn't sleep. I woke up the next morning, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write my own story. I've never written anything in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down and started thinking about it, I was like, how, what should I, what should I do? And I had just read a book about JC Dugard and how she, um, and she was a, she was a kidnap victim from the, um, it's from the California area. And so I remember as a child, um, her going missing. And yeah. so she, she re- was recovered after many years and um, she had this story and it was very interesting. And I kept thinking, you know, I wonder what it would be like for somebody to go through what she went through and then have to live with that stigma her whole life. She didn't do anything to cause this yeah. and she has to live with this. And so when I was trying to think of something for my hero, it just kept sticking in my mind and sticking in my mind. I wanted it to be him because it's always been told by a girl's perspective. So I wanted to find out what it would be like from a, a male perspective to have to live through this and then have to go on with your life and have with have that stigma behind you. Epic. First of all, she just literally took the Toni Morrison quote. If there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it yourself and fucking ran with that shit. It was like, watch this. I no. ran with it. Yes. And then, you I know, think, I think I actually heard of that case. In Cal- That's what I was trying to figure out if I had heard of it before. It's and probably I- one of the most well-known cases in, in uh, true crime. Well, I'm from the East Coast. The only one I remember, like I remember specifically, is the one in Cincinnati, in in uh, not yeah. Cincinnati, but in Ohio, mm-hmm. in Cleveland, where those girls were in that guy's basement, and one of them busted out of the screen door. Yep. And yeah. and he was a school driver, and he had been they had been living in this this. And the crazy thing about it is they had been okay. No, no, no I'm not going to go into this. But they had been living in like the middle of like a fucking subdivision. 
Yep, and in the middle of the, sur- the suburbs. Yeah, and he has like three chicks just chilling in his basement. It's like, what the fuck? But yeah, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So just the idea of that very interesting, and I think it really made Jake a very um, empathetic character. Um, and you know, and I, and I like the fact that you know he had he he's pretending like many guys do that he's okay that he, everything is behind him. Um, and he doesn't realize that it's not until he meets somebody that he wants to be better for. And that just happens to be Casey, man. She knocked him on his butt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you like that vibe, you need to read fucking, you need to watch Friday Night Lights. Cause it's literally. I watched it when it was still out. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Sorry. Moving forward. I didn't know that. And that was another thing with Casey that I really wanted to do with her was, you know, when you read a, a Rockstar Romance, one of the things that always bothered me is that these guys meet these girls and they fall instantly in love with them. And it's like, what does she have that's different than everybody else? Because, I mean, he sees that all these women and they're all throwing themselves at their feet. But why is she different? And it's always just like her way she looks or something. And I wanted it to be Casey just knocked him off his, you know, not knocked everything out of the park for him because it was her personality that he had really meshed with and just her quirkiness and things like that and made him laugh and think made him feel like he was you know normal oh my god now i do have a question that's not on here and this came to me last night is where did you get the idea for the banana binder because (laughs) i wanted her to have something quirky that she did that nobody would ever have heard of and so i just searched online i searched i searched um weird uh collections weird things to collect and that was something that came up and i used it and people loved it so i ended up making that the name of my group and so now it's funny because anytime somebody sees a banana they think of me (laughs) i literally love that you even have stickers too don't you on your website stickers oh yeah (laughs) i love that that might be my favorite thing about her is that damn banana binder (laughs) i mean it's just so dorky and i didn't realize it because you know I was a brand new author I didn't realize that everyone had these sexy you know the sexy sirens and the sexy that you know and and I have the banana binder I'm like oh my god <laughs> I think it was too late to change and I'm like I cannot believe I'm a romance writer and I put the banana binder but you know cool. it worked. me it made it though it was such a good spot like good part of that story yeah and it's always referenced in the in I think it was referenced in the newlyweds book too that yes. she had this. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a vibe. It's unique. I mean, yeah. You know, go to banana binder. That's cool. <laughs> All right. So moving to Kyle's book, uh-huh. which I love Kyle. Kyle's one of those people he's kind of, and his book is the theory of second best. He's kind of always in competition with, with Jake and he has, he has a lot of issues too since he was there yeah so he was, um, he was with his brother and that was another thing because I did a lot of research about uh, you know kidnapping that and there was another case of I can't remember his name but he was somewhere in the um, I think the midwest or something but he was kidnapped and his brother was with him and so that was kind of my motivation for Kyle is that, you know, he, his brother was taken and then he had to live with that the rest of his life, you know, seeing his brother be taken. And so that's how Kyle is. And he's really not in competition with his brother. He's just in the shadows of his brother and he'll never, he doesn't have any interest in trying to 
beat his brother. He just wants to be there and be around him to make sure he's safe at all times. Hence that's why he's kind of part of the security team. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So what, so what gave you your inspiration for the island, for the reality TV show? I just am a huge reality television fan. I love it. And so right. a lot of my stuff is kind of in the pop culture realm. And I just- Probably our best friends. But yeah, we yeah. have to be. Because I love Survivor. Never missed oh, an episode. I love Survivor. I love Survivor. Oh my God. Listen, lady, why are we not best friends? We watched look, look, she's gonna be in Philly. Gonna have to come see you. We're going to Philly. Oh, the one that we are going to. Oh my god. Yeah, she's gonna be in Philly. Television. Reality television is the most addicting thing that I will never stop doing. I don't even know. I love reality television. And you know, one of the things is my my son, uh, my middle son and I, we always like to watch Bachelor and and we'll watch like, um, we watch uh, Naked and Afraid and we watch Survivor. We watch all those shows together. And he's actually my inspiration for Kyle as far as like the personality wise. Um, so, oh, so that's been kind of fun too, that he gets, you know, he, and he gives me a lot of my funny lines from that, that show. Oh my God. Also, I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. Oh, uh, me too. Me too. I love that. I'm just getting ready to start in a couple weeks and I'm so I know. I already saw him. I've got it all taped. <laughs> if you like reality television, you, do you have Netflix? Of course. Okay. Two, two television shows you need to watch. Are you the one? Uh huh. Okay. So good. It literally is a bunch. Okay. So basically what happens is like, there's like a bunch of people. I think there's like 12 people that they put in a house together and each person has a perfect match. Like they go through an entire month of like uh, personality testing and like quizzing and like all these things. Right. And then they have a perfect match and your job is to get into this house, five, six girls, six guys, and find your perfect match. I like and if, that. You do, if you do, you win a million dollars. If you get all oh, very cool. So you need to watch it because I'm gonna tell you okay, right now. I will. I watched like Love Island and that with my daughter. So yeah, we've seen watch those. It. So good. There's like three seasons on Netflix. So good. All right. <laughs> I should build on reality <laughs> Um, so we're gonna move to Emma because fiercely Emma. Emma is the oldest sister yes. of this group. She has sworn off marriage and children because of what happened to Jake. Um, what was your favorite part about writing Finn and Emma? Well, it's funny because so many people, I didn't realize so many people can't stand Emma from the other books. And she's only had, she only had a few lines. And I don't know why people didn't like her that much. But when I wrote her, I didn't realize that she was not, you know, that she was so disliked. Um, and I don't know if it's just like, she kind of has more of a, you know, she's not your typical uh, romance <laughs> girl, I guess. I don't know. Not at all. <laughs> but the whole point of it was that I wanted her to change with somebody who was totally opposite of her. And so as they went through, as she met Finn and they went through their whole thing, she changed and she became, you know, a more likable person. But my favorite part was just when she was getting, trying to sneak him or not sneak, but get him into the, um, the, um, Coachella type concert that she was in or that and her brother was the the headliner and so she was getting him in and he was just shocked that she could get him into all these areas because she didn't tell him who she was and I love that aspect I love the aspect of them finding out that the person they're with is like you know related to the baker you know yeah so that was really fun 
See, I liked her. I I realized that too, reading that, and everybody was saying how much they hated Emma, and I'm like, really? Like she didn't really talk that much. <laughs> she didn't, and I don't know why people got. I don't, maybe because she was always teasing uh, Kyle. I don't know, but uh, yeah. But I think well, yeah. I redeemed her in um, fiercely Emma because it's my most my most um, well rated book. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that a lot of people deal with trauma differently. Like not everybody like comes out of like a trauma of like a little brother getting kidnapped and being like, or a big brother getting kidnapped or whatever. And being like, oh, sunshine, rainbows and flowers. Like some people are just like, not, you know, like they deal differently. So, I mean, it's not always, it's not always like. And that's what this cake series is all about is basically looking at that same event from everybody's perspective. So each sibling reacted differently to the way, to what happened to Jake. Yeah. And that's kind of how, and I didn't plan any of this because of course I only wrote Cake for Fun and I didn't realize I was gonna write a whole series. So <laughs> some of the things, you know, I I have, you know, had to figure out along the way just because I, I, didn't, I didn't know that there was gonna be more story too besides Jake and Casey. Yeah, I love it, all right. So Newlyweds was the second was the second Kate, Jake and Casey book. Um, Casey struggled with the grief, and that was a huge part of that book. Um, you get a lot more insight into Jake's kidnapping than we did in book one. Um, why was Jake getting peace so important? Um, I just think because um, I, I don't I don't want I don't one of the things I like about books is that the characters are real and I don't feel like everything is just going to wrap up into a tiny little bow and he's going to be beautiful and wonderful for the rest of his life because he met this girl he's going to still struggle I mean that's just life you know and and I didn't feel like he would have told Casey everything you know and I don't think he's even told Casey everything I think there's a lot he's kept still for, away from her but I think as you become comfortable with another person you know, you start to open up and, um, you know, and his whole thing was really based on, you know, she wanted kids and he was afraid, you know, he was very afraid. And so it brought up a lot of uh, old things that had happened to him and, you know, whether he could deal with having children. And that was kind of how the whole premise of that book came about. I like how honest that you stayed to the characters though, because it's super super commendable and awesome and I like that because I feel like too much people just are like oh like you went through this severe trauma and then you get happily ever after and then everything after that is like perfect because you found like love and that's just not the case in like any situation ever so convention yeah. that Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to skip to the most recent book, which only released, what, about two weeks ago? Yes, two weeks ago. Um, which is next in line. And this is Quinn. Quinn's the youngest brother of this group. And now he is one that's idolized Jake. He's hated living in Jake's shadow. Um, now he's all grown up. Yeah. So what can fans expect from this if they have not read the book? Well, I think that, you know, we've seen glimpses of uh, him and Jake throughout the other books and how um, he is very, um, the two of them do not get along very well. And one thing that does come out in um, one of the books, I'm not sure, I think it's um, Newlyweds, that Jake realizes that the reason why he's always been so hard on Quinn is because um, Quinn was, was, would have been him 
had he not been kidnapped. You know, the life that Quinn was leading would have been his life. And so there's always been that, you know, he's always not treated his brother the same as the others. And so Quinn has grown up in this thinking that his brother doesn't like him and things. And so it's kind of a, the whole dynamic is that he loves his brother so much and he's so proud of his brother, but he also can't stand him because he's jealous and he's, he wants to be better than his brother at all times. My heart just shattered. <laughs> I'm telling you, this series will like put you through the ringer. <laughs> My heart just hurts so bad. That's so sad. When I write characters, I try to get really into their um, into their mind. That's why sometimes I'm a really slow writer because it just takes time. And I really want, even if the character, because sometimes people have said that, you know, they don't like Quinn for a little bit of the time or something because, but I feel like, you know, I wanted to be true to him and, and I don't think he's necessarily, you know, and not everybody is just the perfect human, you know? And so no. sometimes you have to, you have to learn, you have to grow. We can so be it, we're jealous, we can be mean, we can be hateful. Exactly. Like anybody is capable yeah. of any of those emotions. And to say that nobody, ex to say that you don't experience negative emotions in your life is just naive. And it's, and any, even in fictional, even in fictional worlds, it's just, it's not possible for people like not every heroine is going to be sweet and soft and kind like she right. can be a bitch because it happens and like not all heroes are going to be you know great guys like some of them have fall and falter and that's okay because we're human and yeah so you know and one of the lines he says to his mom you know she's talking to him and she's like you know you don't have to be your brother you don't have to be as you know uh, get to the point where your brother is and he said it's not I, he won't feel success until it's Jake level success. And, and he knows that he can't ever achieve that. And so it's like that, you know, kind of a paradox for him because he knows that what he, what he wants and has to do, he can't ever do because his brother is just too far above him. That so. broke my heart. That's so <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a very sad character in many ways, you know? Oh so. my God. <laughs> that makes me so worry about my youngest sibling because I got multiple. I got like five. So, and I'm the oldest. So it's like, fuck. I feel bad. Oh, God. I'm going to go call him. I'm going to go call him, make sure he's doing all right. <laughs> so, recently you announced that you signed the option agreement for the movie or for the TV series. Um, so, if you had, if you could pick, who would your dream cast be? Oh my gosh. It's funny because, you know, the people that five years ago that I would have, you know, thought, you know, because of course it was the Riggins and Layla type thing. They're going <laughs> to play my, my characters now. So yeah. And I, you know, my daughter keeps telling me all the names, but I can't even think of anything, anyone that I specifically, I mean, I'm so open to whatever, Mm -hmm. um you know whatever comes our way and and it's still a long ways off I and mean, we just basically what it is is we sign the agreement and we're now working with a screenwriter trying to adapt it and then um once that happens then we would make a pilot and then we would start shopping it around so we're far away you know it may not it may, it may never happen but it's it's not just sitting on a desk either, which is really cool. Um, in fact, as soon as I'm done here, I'm heading over to meet the um, the other producers in uh, Los Angeles. So. I would vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I could never. <laughs> I would never. Oh my God. Could you possibly imagine like meeting like fucking Brad Pitt or some shit? Oh I know. And they were telling me, you know, because I actually have become uh, one of the producers on there um, and I'm going to help out a little bit. Um, 
you know, with trying to figure out where the plot would go and that, because it is kind of a, we're trying to figure out how we would go each season with this. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I've kind of signed on and so I'm one of the producers. And so we were talking and she was like, and I was like, wait, I have a say in like the actors and stuff. <laughs> she goes, well, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I would pass out. I would. So I think it'd be really super cool, but I cannot really honestly think of anybody because it's going to have to be somebody, you know, more uh, younger up to date. One I really liked though, I really liked um, Nick Robinson, who was um, on Teacher. I don't know if you saw that on. Yeah. Oh, snap. And I really liked him, like when he had the longer hair and that. And I thought he was really um, good at, you know, the, the emotion that Jake would have. So I liked him a lot. Can we make Kyle Jacob Eldroy? <laughs> Jacob Eldroy. I know that name. Where is that he from? Kissing Booth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. However, well, the reason don't <laughs> I'm not saying that for the Kissing Booth, like not that vibe, but if you watch him in Euphoria. Okay. Different vibe we have. And I yeah. am obsessed with him. <laughs> Yeah. but I don't know how you know that'll be quite a ways in the future but you know we have uh, two years to figure this out so hopefully we can get it done you know in the next you know we can have at least the pilot ready in that by then so well congratulations that's like a huge thank thing. you congratulations yeah. and yay all right next <laughs> question, so what's next for 2021 um, well, I am finishing uh, the second, trying to write, finish the second book of uh, the Any Day Now series, and that was um, uh, Like the Wind. Um, it was a, it's about a boy band, kind of like Harry Styles type guy. And oh, she goodness, gets, you said her again. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets, he gets actually stuck in a, um, in a California wildfire. Oh, and shit. Well, all right. So, so yeah. that story, um, I have a, I was going to do a second book in that. Um, and so that one, I would, I'm hoping if everything goes right, it will come out in December. Um, and then after that, it will be um, Grace's The Youngest Girl in this year, in the case. He was series. telling me about that. Yeah, but said that Grace was the only one that hasn't had a book yet, so she'll be next. <laughs> She's next. I've set it all up in Quinn's book, so. <laughs> My heart just like skipped 80 beats. Harry <laughs> Styles was mentioned. Oh, I love him. When he was friend. basically my inspiration for Bodhi, who is the the guy on in uh, Like the Wind. Oh my so. God. I'm here for yeah. it. I fucking love Harry Styles. I have been in love with him since I was like 11. Okay. Like <laughs> I have, and that's the thing. I saw this thing and I just realized it. I have been paying Harry Styles' bills since I was 11. Since I was 11. <laughs> I have, if you guys could see my storage, if you could see my storage, I have this huge box, like tubs of boxes of paintings and drawings and makeups and perfumes and t-shirts. It is insane. Like it's, it's obsessive, but it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I recently got her stuck on wanting to buy, I found a new hobby in the diamond paintings. And now she, I gave her a link to where she could buy a Harry Styles one. There's like thousands of them. And, and I she can't decide now. <laughs> Oh, funny. <laughs> I want to make a whole wall of it. All right. So is that your last question? Yes. Okay, cool. So moving to the writing portion. Mm -hmm. When did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer slash author? Uh, that night I read that book and I was 48 years old. So I had never written anything and I'd never um, 
taking even classes or anything. And so I didn't know that I had a talent for writing until I actually wrote Cake. And then the only reason I didn't tell anybody I was writing until my husband, my kids, nobody, I just wrote it in, in private and it took about four months. And when I was done, I didn't know what to do with it because I hadn't told anybody. And I really wanted some feedback because I thought it was awesome. And I didn't know, you know if it was or not. So I started to research independent, um, you know, independent writing. And, and I found out that I could just put it on Amazon for free. And I was like, hey, there you go. I'll just put it on there get a couple feet, some feedback and then I'll pull it off and you'll never hear from me again. And I put it on there and then I saw you know, the first day cause it's all, it's done on um, in Kindle Unlimited. It's done by pages read. Yeah. So I looked on there and the first day I had like 12 pages read. I'm like, oh, somebody's reading my book. <laughs> and then the next day it was like 2000. I was like shocked because that meant like two people had basically finished it. I was like, oh my God, like two and a half. Yeah. And so I was just like so excited. And then the next day a book was sold and another day. And then by the end of the first month, it was a best-selling novel. <laughs> and I had put it on Kindle Unlimited with a homemade cover and no editing. And it just took off. And fun. so I didn't know what to do. I hadn't told my family. I hadn't said, I mean, I nobody knew I'd written this book. And all of a sudden I'm going to have this money coming in from Amazon and I'm like how am I going to tell people right because I haven't worked in 21 years I was a stay-at-home mom yeah so yeah so I ended up having to tell my my husband at six weeks after six weeks after it was out I told him about it I was like yeah. by the way did a thing <laughs> yeah exactly. by the way, I, I, I'm a bestseller <laughs> <laughs> so you know and and so I think that one of the things maybe and I think a, a lot of times debut books they they um actually become popular sometimes because of the fact that they're raw they're different you know it's something that people haven't read possibly and that's why those debut books will sometimes explode like that and so none of my books have ever come close to to the cake phenomenon <laughs> but I feel like I've gotten so much better as a writer since then as well yeah so. I love it I love it so are you a plotter a pantser or somewhere in between I am a pantser all the way I have to be in my character's head and they, the character has to basically do the story for me because I cannot write it down beforehand. So like, uh, you know, I think um, uh, you read uh, uh, Quinn's story and you know what happens towards the end, you know, there's like a big reveal in the end that didn't come to me until the end. <laughs> so it was just something that I felt like the character had to do. And so, you know, and so that is the kind of thing that that I do with my stories. It's just, I don't know what's gonna happen. In fact, there was a big scene with Jake and uh, the newlyweds um, toward the end as well, that that came to me. I was at a football game and I was like, oh wait. <laughs> and I was like three quarters of the way through, I'm like, okay, yeah, this has to, and I had to go back and change everything in the beginning. Cause then I realized what I was doing. So yeah. sometimes the characters just speak to me. I could never pants. I could try. I want to, but I can't. I literally cannot. <laughs> I change a lot of stuff. Like my outline is never the same as it is at the end of it. And the book is completely different than the outline. But if I don't organize my thoughts, oh my God, Jesus Lord, I will lose. I will lose 75% of the book if I don't. Oh no, I know. I, I'm very familiar with everything. I mean, I, I have it all in my head, but it's very complicated too. The cake series is very complicated because everything I, I go back and forth in time so sometimes you'll see what happened back in time and sometimes and 
and all of the characters and and because in cake i i didn't know i was going to write another book so i had to follow those timelines yeah so it has been very complicated for me to make sure it's like a puzzle piece almost putting everything together when i write a book my brain would explode <laughs> do you have any interesting writing quirks when you are when you sit down to write like do you eat twizzlers or like wear the same hoodie or anything like that not really but i'm snacking way too much so yeah that's bad yeah my la but no i don't really have um one of my things i like to do is write in coffee shops um because i like love i love being with people um but i just like the movement of people on that and so that's one of the reasons why 2020 was so hard for me because i couldn't i could i was stuck in my room all the time and i just didn't have any i couldn't watch people i couldn't you know be around the energy and it really it slowed me way down i'm such a people watcher that i love writing like yeah, i so love watching people i love i'm very extroverted i love being around people at all times and so it, it was is it 2020 was tough on me <laughs> the third book i ever read was actually wrote was actually inspired by a couple oh not a couple two random people i saw in starbucks oh how funny <laughs> yeah it was it was cool anyway so <laughs> what does your family think about your writing and have they read your any of your books well that's the funny thing is well my my immediate family my husband and my kids have not my daughter tried she said it was just too weird because she could hear my voice but my, my extended family has, has read it and they're so, um, you know, really, they're very into it. And I have one of my brothers, um, his band, his old band, we use the name of that uh, band in, in the book six that just came out. Yeah. And he's just been having the best time because this was like an old eighties heavy metal band that he was in. And, and he's like, he and his friends that were in the band, they have this new life, you know, because everyone's like, oh, sketch monsters. So, but, you know, they will sometimes show up at my, um, my signings because they just, they're so, my family is just awesome. So, um, and for the Philly one, I think my son might be coming, which would be really fun. It's his birthday that weekend. So. Oh, that's fun. awesome. And this, is this the one that inspired Kyle? Yes. He's 20. He'll be 25. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be really fun. And he was, he's going to be my assistant. He said he would be my assistant as long as he got a button <laughs> that oh, said yeah. that he was my assistant and that that's my mom. So he's going to get two buttons, like one on. <laughs> I love it. He's going to get him a shirt that says my mom's a best-selling author and then he could just wear it around. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> very real question and not for me, but very real question. Is he single? Oh, yes, he he's is. Gonna, he's going to fuck around and find a wife there. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's a lot of girls there. <laughs> you, yeah, are there? <laughs> there is a ton of women that are going to be there. And you just drop the subtle, like, you'd be the best wing woman ever for your kid. you just be like, oh, yeah. This is need, trust me, he doesn't need a wing woman. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, be like, this is who inspired Kyle. Women everywhere. Oh. Dead. Uh, yep, yep dead i love it <laughs> okay so that was my last writing question stevie go ahead and take reading questions okay so has a book ever changed your life or your perspective on something well i think you know just maybe reading that book from jason dugard obviously changed everything because if i had not read that jake would not have been who he was so that definitely was a big changing moment for me i think and then also the book and i don't want and i've never said who the author was or anything um but I think that that book, I mean, it wasn't a terrible book or anything. It just inspired me because, uh, you know, it made me finally say, okay, you know what? I need to write the story that I've always wanted to read. And so I, 
I mean, I totally thank that author for that because, <laughs> you know, she really did inspire me. And, and, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for, you know, for 20 years and my kids were all getting, you know, getting older. My daughter was in high school and my boys were in college and, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And so you know, now I have this like amazing, fun thing that I'm doing and I'm on a podcast with you. <laughs> oh my God, Listen, I just looked up these, listen. I was just on, I was, I don't know why, but I was just on Instagram because I was like, going to look at these, uh, like your covers for these, because I was like going to see if I could figure out like who you might want to cast for these people. Mm -hmm. Can we just cast the people that are on these fucking covers? (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, uh, old Quinn is giving me some vibes. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 And the vibe of old Jake looking up uh, that's actually jake is actually luke um inzer i think his name is he's on um he's a he's a model and an actor um he's on tall girls um oh my so god you might see him and he's he's got he's like a youtube star or something as well oh god, i'm in love yeah i'm in love <laughs> he's so pretty that's actually, but you know, I just changed that cover recently. Um, he was on tall, yeah, he was on tall girl. He was the love interest. <laughs> I'm yeah. dead. I love him. Okay. All right. Anyways, sorry, sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> so, what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, or a recommendation? The cover first, then the blurb. And then, so I, so recommendation doesn't matter to me and, and the, um, the rating doesn't matter, matter to me, but it has to be something that I, I'm super, super picky uh, reader because um, I, which is a strange thing is I've not, I've never really been a huge romance reading fan. Um, so I don't know why <laughs> I had just started reading romance when I, when I wrote Jake and Casey. And so I don't have a lot of people who, inspired me from the the romance section of it um yeah so it's all right I mean hey like same I read Stephen King like so I'm with you yeah I'm much more of a thriller I've always been a thriller dystopia I love dystopia type is that am I saying that right I always say yeah that. yeah you're saying um but I love those kind of stories and YA like the uh, stories and so I think cake has a little bit of a YA feel to it I think um uh definitely it does I'm sure but yeah, uh, <laughs> go. So, what are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, well, gosh, I forgot to look at it. I can't even remember now. I mean, the, some of the last ones I've read, I read Lauren Rowe. I think she's hysterical. People have told us that we have similar uh, writing styles. Um, and I read. Um, Christina Hovland recently. Um, she's a rom-com type. She, and I think she's super funny. I, I've met her somewhere. And so um, she's just such a nice person. I'm like, I got to read one of her books. And I laughed. I was on the, I was doing, I was on the treadmill and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so I love books that can make me laugh, but I also like, you know, ones that have, you know, um, sometimes you want just the laughing part and sometimes you want more of that serious and cry. So, yeah. But yeah, and I've read, I read a lot of the books that come on the, the Kindle first. <laughs> so it's, so it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm reading romance. I'm just reading whatever I find interesting on Kindle first. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So are you, so are you I'm assuming you're an e-reader over physical copies. 
Yeah, I used to just be completely physical copies, but then a couple of years ago, I switched over maybe about two years before I became an author. So maybe like seven years ago. So I've been side. an author for five years now. To the dark side. Came over to the dark yep. Side. And now it's just, it is so much easier to have them right there. But yeah. No, I'll no. buy two copies, an ebook version and a paperback version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. That's me. I I love paperbacks. Like, not like, like, I'll, like, I'll read a book on Kindle Unlimited or Kindle in jail on my on my phone. And then if I love it, I'm like, yep, on the shelf. Or if I just like the cover, I'll buy it. Cause you know, I don't I don't discriminate if the So now you're gonna have to get the covers. Oh dead ass. I was literally guarantee she has um I do have the black and white or you know, the black and white ones are there. I do have some of those. I just had those made. So um Do not but I haven't put them up on my website yet, but they will be up there pretty soon. Yeah, don't play games with me because <laughs> she'll ass. order them within the week. I guarantee she'll have them herself. They'll all be here and they'll be on the shelf. I need. I have their section. I have my my shelves are sectioned between <laughs> thriller, romance, and fantasy. But you have to read it first, so you know if you like it, right? No, well, I, no, not if it's cover. Cover. don't even get her started on this because she buys books that even if she hasn't read them based on the covers. Okay. <laughs> This one, oh, well, I'll be bringing my black and white ones to Philly for you. So I did. I, I'll read them. I'll read them in paperback. But I'm gonna buy them anyways because they're pretty. Like these two, I ain't even read these. Just love these covers. <laughs> oh, I love those. Yeah, those are awesome. They're beautiful. So, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a problem. So, what was your last five star read? Um, my last five star read. I'm trying to think. It was um. Gosh, I think it was probably the last one I read was Christina Hovland's. I loved her um, playing with her, uh, played by a rock star. I like her. It's fun. Um, so that's your last reading question, isn't it? Yes. All right, we are entering our favorite portion of the podcast, which is trope questions. However, okay. sadly, it is the end of it. So at the end of this, at the end of these questions, we'll give you a little space to pimp yourself out, talk about yourself, whatever you want to do. Um, but the first trope question is, what is your favorite trope to write and why? Um, Rockstar, for sure. I don't know what it is about the Rockstar. I think I think it's because when I was a kid, you know, when you would go to a concert and you you had that feeling of, um, you know, thinking that, oh, if you, you know, he, if you just saw me, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> he in love with me. And, and I love that whole feeling. I feel like it's just like such a... Um, one of those fantasy type things that all women have. And so I've, I've always loved that. And I always, I also like the idea of, you know, when this, when you're like, you were with a celebrity and everybody's looking at you, like, oh, she's so lucky to be with a celebrity, you know? So I always write that in my books, you know, like they have some sort of an encounter usually with, with just regular people that, you know, to make that person feel better. <laughs> it's literally me. I, be go I went to, I went to, I will never forget this for the rest of my life. I was like, I want to say like 13 and I went to a One Direction concert and it was when they were all it it was right before Zayn left the band which literally broke my heart but anyways <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever went to one and this is how this is how delusional I was I had like shaved my legs and like fixed my hair and like I had my eyebrows waxed I was like because I know good and damn well Harry Styles is gonna see me in this crowd and fall yeah, in love with me all the way up in the damn rafters Oh, I just and because I read fan fictions like Wattpad was kind of like where I fell in love with like wanting to write romance right so I read fan fictions and in these fan fictions Harry Styles was falling in love with all these fans everywhere 
Yeah. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring a book to a concert. So I look different. Oh God. It was just, it was a problem. It was a problem. All right, Stevie, go with the next trope. What is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? I would like to write YA probably. Um, young adult. I would like to, I have an idea for a series for that. Um, but it's just a matter of getting it, you know, getting time because I want to finish and I have a few more uh, books I wanted to do for the cake series first um, before so I would write that. So many books, ideas, so little time. <laughs> oh, I know. If I, could if I could just write faster, I wish I could, but I just, I'm not a fast writer. It just takes me a lot of time. So, so what is one trope you'll never write and why? Um, I, one trip I'd love to be able to write would be the dystopia that I would love to be able to do that, but I could never do it. I don't think I could make a world, um, like, you know, like that. I just don't think I would be, I don't think I'm a good enough writer for that. <laughs> if you like those type of books, let me grab these. These are so underrated and I don't know why nobody has ever read them. But like, I mean, obviously people have read them, but like not often. So let me grab them. <laughs> they are they're always full of book recommendations. Yeah, they're by Lauren Oliver. Uh, and it's, there's Delirium. Okay. Uh, Pandemonium and Requiem. And it's uh -huh. a series of trilogy. And it just basically follows this girl who like the United, in the United States, love is illegal. Like, okay. It's like you know that would be my jam. That's the kind of book I would read because I just like that whole the whole idea of that. Um, yeah, it's like love is illegal, and you get like you have to be tested for it. Like it's really cool, and it's like like love is a disease. That's yeah. what it is, not legal. It's a disease, and uh, like people who get like fall in love, they die, and like people and like everything that the United States has like told people is that love is like the the reason for like all death and all illness. So it's really mm -hmm. good. And obviously the main character falls in love. There's a little yeah, bit of love yeah, triangle absolutely. vibe. It's yeah, so I can fun. definitely read that one. I'll have to look into that. It's good. Super good. Recommend it. And not a lot of people know about it. And like when people are like, oh I love like I can't fucking say it. Dystopian or whatever. Dystopian. I, I have trouble with that one too. <sighs> they're like, oh, I love those novels. And I'm like, have you read these? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what are you doing? Have you read the Shatter Me series? Bye. I haven't read that one yet. No. <laughs> I haven't read anything since I started writing. I've barely read anything because it's just, I'm just so busy. And I just, and I need to, because I need to like settle my mind and just read something else but I notice that when I read other things I'm like ah oh, this writer's so much better than me or <laughs> just so much more creative than me and I'm like oh so then I start to doubt myself and so yeah so sometimes I just I have trouble reading other books that's why I like to read books of another genre oftentimes so I don't have to compare myself to the awesome the shatter me series is so good it's so good Alex I mean not Alex Aaron Warren is literally like a phenomenal book boyfriend. I love him. Okay. okay cool. So, um, last trope question, Stevie, take it away. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Mm. Uh, oh, geez. Well, like probably. I, I mean, obviously, I'd want to be Casey. That's because Casey, <laughs> basically, you know, when I wrote that book, Casey was me. It was like, oh, if I could just be, you know. 
<laughs> so obviously, because, you know, if you want to know what my favorite book is and my favorite trope and my favorite genre, then you just read Cake because that was everything I ever wanted to read in a book. <laughs> the rock star romance. That's your vibe. That, that's what you want. Yeah, but you, but also with the wounded hero, I really love the idea that I could, you know, as me, you know, as the girl in the story that I could save this guy, you know, that's just so destroyed. Women and the bad boy they can fix. We love Yes. Them. I don't, I don't necessarily like the bad boys, but I, I like the wounded boy. <laughs> I like a good bad boy. <laughs> I like the one, I like the bad boy, like a damaged person. <laughs> that's literally my favorite. My friends will like read series and They'll be like, oh my God, you got to read this. And I'm like, which one am I going to like? And they're like, I'm like, which one's the most damaged and probably the most asshole-ish of all of them. And they're like, <laughs> this one. And I'm like, he's going to be my favorite. <laughs> you know, I also really love um, everyday heroes. And I feel like uh, Kyle in the second book is kind of an everyday hero. He's not like, he's like a beta male. He's not like what you would expect for a, a romance guy. But I do really enjoy, you know, watching his... Um, his story progress and how he changes through his story. So I do like, you know, and also Rogue Wave, um, the older brother, he's just, he's a surfer and he's a stoner guy. And there's just not much, he doesn't, he's not a big star or anything, but I do like writing those books as well. Love. All right. So that is sadly the end of our podcast. We've had such a fun time with you today. We are going to let you talk for a few seconds about yourself, your books. If you have a book coming out, if you had a book already come out, a sale, whatever you want to, the floor is yours. All right. Well, um, the, I guess I will just say a little bit about the cake series then. Um, all of the books in the series, like I said before, they all, um, it's a family and they're very close and um, they are connected through this tragedy that happened to the first, uh, to one of their sons. And from that point on, the whole family has dealt with it in different ways. And so um, if you're into the stories where, you know, it's kind of interconnected, but you can still read the stories um, as standalones, um, then this might be a really good series for you because it is definitely a, um, it's a little, it's a little bit unique, I think. I mean, people have told me before it's a unique story. Um, uh, And that's one of the reasons why it was uh, optioned is because it's never that we've been, that we know of any, we've been told uh, a story kind of about the perspective of what happens after a kidnapping, what happens after that crime to the, to the person and to the family and everything else. And so, and they also, it go, kind of goes back and forth in time. I wrote it a little bit like one of the, the stories that I really like is um, uh, This Is Us. And I really enjoy how it goes back and forth in time and it shows you, and that's what this, this whole storyline does as well. So if you're interested in that, then that's. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. So once again, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you have a lovely day and we shall chat with you later. Thank you. It's nice chatting with you.